Well, hello there. You're listening to season three of Kids Kids of Music, a podcast where we talk to musicians, composers, conductors, performers, and we talk to the musicians too, even if they're kids. We're asking the questions you've always wondered but never had a chance to ask. And we will be listening to all this music to see what makes it so interesting and enjoyable. And it's a choice for your team. Because music is for you. I am your co-host, Arlene. And I am your co-host, Rebecca Lane, director and owner of the Lane School of Music. Let's cue the music. Welcome to another episode of Kids Cue the Music. I am your co-host, Rebecca Lane. And I am your host, Zara Lane. And today we have a very special guest, Kelly Sanchuk is with us today to chat about an interesting instrument. We have done a few episodes on this before. If you look back through the archives, you'll find an interesting instrument episode on the cello, the harp, and I think there's one on the flute. And today, our interesting instrument is the clarinet. Kelly, it is so nice to have you here. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. This is so fun. This is so fun. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what instrument you play? Well, hopefully you play the clarinet and that's oh, why yeah. you're here. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. Yeah, we're safe. I play the clarinet. A little bit about me. I'm from Saskatchewan. I grew up playing everything. So my grandpa was a band director. So we had all these instruments in his house and he was a jazz trumpet player. So I, I would spend every day after school, they babysat us. And so I would just play all the instruments. So I didn't start on clarinet. I started playing flute when I was four. And then I started playing trumpet really seriously. And then I started playing clarinet more seriously in high school. So that that's, yeah, I played a lot of instruments and then I was forced to pick a major in university because <laughs> they don't let you play everything. So at that point I played the clarinet and the bass clarinet in concert band outside of school. And so I chose to do that in university because this is going to sound so horrible and it's okay if you play it, but my teacher is taking private lessons from a university professor. And so I picked it because I, I knew I would get in. That sounds so <laughs> bad, but that's really what happened. But, but that's the reality of it, right? You have to choose an instrument at the end of the day, you choose an instrument that is needed because everyone wants to play the violin and we're never short of trumpet players. Oh yeah. yeah I and really I really play the trumpet. You want to play the trumpet? I used to really want to play the trumpet. I had this toy trumpet, and I like... You loved it. <sighs> I, I I got rid of it because it had four valves instead of three, and I like couldn't handle it. It was plastic. It wasn't like a fancy... Oh. But I was like, I, this cannot stay in our house. It's not right. It was, I was not real. Broken. Yeah, Zara was really upset. She never forgave me for it. Well, I do now because I don't really want to play the trumpet anymore. So. Not now, yeah. <laughs> I've also thrown out multiple like kazoos, those little like flutes that you get at the dollar store. I just like, they, they leave. They don't stay in the house. I'm sorry. No, no. I feel like that's a good plan. No, those should never stay. They're loud. Those ones. Yeah. But you ended up choosing the clarinet because it's an, an instrument that was needed at the university probably. And you knew you were going to get in. And yeah, and I played the bass clarinet at the time, and so I just couldn't do my major in just the bass clarinet because in North America, it's viewed as a secondary instrument. People have bass clarinet. 
you know, careers, a lot of them are in Europe. So yeah, I, I had to play both. I didn't have the option not to. Zara, do you know what a bass clarinet is? Is it just the same thing as a clarinet, but lower? I don't know. Is it? Yes, sort of. Yeah. It's very long. The one I have has an extension. So when depending on the chair I'm sitting on, it can sit on the floor and be like the perfect height. And I'm pretty tall. It also has a little peg. So, you know, if I am sitting on a higher chair, there's a little peg that holds the entire weight of the instrument. And I struggled right. when I first got it. It like fell to the floor all the time, which is really exciting. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. So I really, the bass clarinet is really, because the clarinet is a really nice, smooth tone. Mm. So I feel like the bass clarinet is like the tenor saxophone, but better. Mm. <laughs> okay. Hot topic, that one. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we're getting ahead of ourselves here because you mentioned clarinets, bass clarinets, and now saxophones. How are they all connected? Well, they all have reeds. Okay. What, what is that? A reed is put on the mouthpiece and it vibrates to help the instrument make a sound. It's made out of cane or plastic. You can get plastic reeds. Oh, don't don't do it. If somebody's listening, <laughs> just get the, the. Yeah, they have better. I think you you have better control of your sound. Okay. I understand sometimes plastic reeds don't break as easily, so they last longer, don't which is sometimes good. great. But they don't sound as good. And on, I think on saxophone they probably sound. They just make the sound really bright. And the saxophone is very loud just in life. Mm. It doesn't need any more help. So when it, yeah, I should clarify when an instrument sounds really bright, it's kind of piercing. So mm -hmm. if you're playing in a group, it's like that one person sticking out, you know, when you're in a choir and that one person's like screaming, you're like, it's not a solo show. So right. it's kind of like that. Yeah. So you don't want to be that person. <laughs> don't, don't be that person. Don't yeah. be that person. Except for real. Just, <laughs> <laughs> don't be that person. Don't get anything that is like a plastic reed. Don't get the plastic reeds. Yeah. Mm. Don't do it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We're learning. This is good. Okay. So we've got clarinet, bass, clarinet, saxophone. I feel like we're, we're building to a family here. Zara, do you know what family all of these instruments are? Woodwind. Yes. And what else is in that family? Flute. Mm -hmm. What else would be in the woodwind family? Bassoon. Ooh. Nice. Yes, mm -hmm. Yep. Is there anything else? Is a trumpet a woodwind? No, it is not. Yeah, it's a brass instrument. Is that all the woodwinds? There probably are more that I'm not thinking. There's of. an oboe also. Oboe, of course, the oboe. Of course, how could we forget the beautiful oboe? So, how many of these woodwind instruments do you play, and are they like connected in any way other than being somewhat made of wood or historically <laughs> made of wood? Are they made of wood though? I don't even know if they're they're not even all made of wood remember anymore. We did we did the flute once, and the the person we interviewed I can't remember her name, but Catherine, I think. Yeah, she said. That they used to be made of bones. Oh, that's interesting. And like they'd fold the bones out. So, Kelly, you're the expert. Why are they called woodwinds if they're not all made out of wood? So, they some of them used to be. The saxophone wasn't. The saxophone was later. It came into play later in the game. It's the newest of the mm. woodwinds. But yeah, they're called woodwinds because they some most of them have reeds mm -hmm. and were also made out of wood. Like flutes also were made out of wood at one point before they transitioned. So I believe that's why. Mm -hmm. And yeah. how many of these instruments do you personally play? I have played at one point in time, everyone except bassoon. Wow. Even oboe. Yeah. Wow. Oboe is tough. I give props to anybody who can play that and sound good. The double reeds are, they're a tough go and it's very impressive to me. 
Yeah, they they buzz because you don't have a mouthpiece, and they because you they just have two reeds that like hold together and vibrate together, and you are putting your lips directly on it. They like tickle your lips, and then it you have to keep terrible. them in. I mean, yeah, it's not have, terrible to have to play it. They sound beautiful when they're played well. Absolutely, and you have to keep them in water when you're not playing. They the bassoon and oboist that I know create these little water cases that connect to the stand. And they have the reeds in the water while they're not playing, and then they take them out. And then they have to like suck the water out and then <laughs> put it on their instrument and play. And so then- you don't have to do that with clarinet because the the reed goes directly on the instrument on the mouthpiece. It does. You, you, yeah, you do have to. You have to. You do have to. It gets spitty. You have to put it in your mouth. You have to wet it. You you could put it in water, but either way, you gotta. It, it's all your spit. So. It's all your spit. So much spit <laughs> everywhere. Do clarinets come in different sizes, like violins do come in different sizes? Oh, I love that question. So they do come in different sizes, but a, vi- a small... Okay, you can correct me because I don't know much about the violin. But when it's a smaller violin, it's still a violin, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So call it a violin, and then they graduate up. Yep. There's a smaller clarinet, but it's not smaller made for kids. It's a smaller clarinet. It's called an E-flat clarinet because it's smaller than a different key. And it is, like, it's the piccolo mm. of the clarinets. So, like, the family of clarinets, you know, they have the piccolo. You have, like, the piccolo version, which is your E-flat clarinet. You have your alto clarinet. Sorry, you have your regular B-flat clarinet. You have alto clarinet. No one really plays. Like, it's, that's not usually used in a band. You usually see that in, like, clarinet choirs. Then like bass clarinet, contrabass clarinet, double bass. Wow. Yeah. I actually had no idea there were so many different versions. But you're saying that they're just they're they're more just like they're different sizes because they're different ranges, not like violins that are still violins, still play the same notes, but they're just tiny. Yes, exactly. Mm. The actually the smaller ones are harder to play. Mm. I remember the longest one that you saw was as long as a pencil or a pen. Wait, the longest one that you saw? No, what you saw. You Oh, the yeah. longest violin. Yeah. Yes. They do come very tiny. Who, who would play that? Like a very small child. <sighs> yeah. I want to see you try to play that. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I think there I mean, are probably, videos of grown-ups playing very tiny violins and playing fancy concertos it. on them and stuff, but it's pretty funny. But that's interesting. So then if there are kids who want to play the clarinet, what do they play? generally and people might say that i'm incorrect but i most kids don't start wind instruments as young as they do the violin and the piano Mm -hmm. most students don't start these instruments until they're in grade five or grade six because of school because they have to start playing in a school band part of the curriculum or it's an extracurricular thing after school that they get to do and so, you know, where you start when you're nine, you're most, not all, but most students at that time are, at, at least the fingers are large enough to be able to hold the instrument. Yes. So then what does, how does the recorder then fit into all of this? Because oh, recorders, recorder. yeah. Well, we learned the recorder last year, and that's the only instrument I think we've ever learned in school. Well, I have, I've never learned any other instrument in school. Other than I mean, choir. usually you just do choir at your school. Well, yeah, but we don't do any instruments. Yeah, but you did do recorder for a little bit. So how does recorder relate to all of these? I think that recorder is a good stepping stone for like both flute and clarinet. Mm. So fun fact, the the fingerings for saxophone, clarinet, and flute are all really similar. Mm. There's subtle differences, but they're really similar. So once you learn the fingerings for one instrument, transitioning 
at least for notes wise, is not as hard. The hardest part of transitioning between any woodwind instrument is the embouchure. What is the embouchure? So the embouchure is like your mouth position. Mm, okay. How, how you pull, yeah. So the clarinet and the saxophone, a lot of people think that the embouchure is really similar. It's, I think that it's harder to transition between those two because your jaw placement is different. I actually think that it's easier to go from the flute to the saxophone than it is to go from the clarinet to the saxophone. That makes sense because sometimes even like if there are subtle changes, sometimes that's harder than just doing something different completely. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think that the flute is like this perfect middle ground instrument because you don't, the mouthpiece doesn't go in your mouth. It sets your job for success, I feel, to transition to the saxophone, but it also works really well when transitioning to brass instruments. Mm. I feel like it's this really fantastic middle ground. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then the, the mouthpiece of the saxophone, I don't know if this is like fun information, but it goes into your mouth kind of straight mm. and the clarinet comes from the bottom. So it's mm. like the angle is a bit different. So mm. when a lot of people double, so in the woodwind world, doubling, playing multiple instruments is a fairly common thing, especially, I mean, when you're playing for like stage shows and stuff like musicals, they're really expensive. And so they're going to hire the least amount of musicians possible because they want it to sound good, but also the entire production is really expensive. So I know for You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, the musical, the wood, there's a woodwind part think that there's two but each musician has to play flute clarinet, clarinet saxophone oh wow and and you transition between the three of them so you have them around you for the entire show and the, the music is like you know you're playing clarinet and then you play through and then and there's really fast switches like you switch from clarinet to saxophone in like two to three measures so you have to it's like a, like just know, a, a handful of beats of music Basically. Yeah, so you kind of dance then. You have to play because where is your clarinet? How are you going to pick it up to play it? Mine was just on my lap. I played it and then I swapped out the instrument really quickly. Yeah. And put it back in my lap. It was a bit awkward, but it, you know, doable. <laughs> and so you're saying musicians double or it sounds like triple. I don't know if that terminology is used. Yeah. On all of these instruments. And you're saying like recorder is kind of the precursor to sort of right, all of that. <laughs> Your original point, yeah, it's a good starter because, sorry, my original point was that the big rings for the recorder are very similar to the clarinet. And uh, really. Yeah. So if you started on recorder, it would be fairly straightforward to then move to flute, clarinet, or saxophone. Yes, and then a lot of kids will learn, I should say kids, students, a lot of students will learn, you know, like what Odie Joy or I can't remember. The, oh, the, the hot cross buns. And then they'll be able to immediately play that on a newer, a new instrument that yes. they're learning. So, you know, you get a step up, you, you know, you get to accomplish something in your first, the first time you, that you play it, which is really yeah. exciting. Yes. And huge for kids learning that they can play really quickly and play something recognizable. Okay. Quickly. So I think we should maybe listen to the recordings that Kelly sent. Oh, we Yes. Think- Yes. How's that sound? Okay. So the, do you want to tell us what they are? I see one called, what is it? Clarinet shifting winds. Yeah. Is there anything we should know about it? It goes through the range of the clarinet. It can go a little bit higher than this piece and a little bit lower, but it can, it shows you, you know, the clarinet is a lot more range than the saxophone does. Ah. So, and yeah. is this you playing? It is.
amazing. Thank you. I feel like I've heard that song before. Really? Yeah. Sounds familiar to me. Well, like a lot of pieces, and I say this a lot when we listen to new pieces, especially on the podcast, it sounds like the same thing was happening at the end as at the beginning, like the same theme kept recurring. And so often that means that by the end, you're like, I think I've heard this before. I know this now. No, I've no, I've heard that song before. But you actually have heard it before. What do you mean? I'm asking. You believe you actually have heard it before? I mean, I feel like I have, maybe. Okay. I don't know where I would have heard it, though. I, I feel like that... So for some things, especially for wind instruments, it, I took that from an RCM book. So some of those pieces, they will transpose them and put them in another instrument's book. Oh, like right now, cool. completely fluke. I have a, a saxophone student and a flute student playing the same piece, hmm. but they they chose it. It wasn't a plan. So yeah, so they they're trend. So it's possible that they took that piece and then transposed it and put it for another instrument. You very much could have heard it in a music book or something. Oh, that's cool. Or maybe like someone in group class even played it on violin even. No, no, no. No, that's not where you heard it. Okay. All right. So that was a clarinet piece. And now we're going to hear a saxophone piece. And it is called... And we're learning jazz in music class right now. Oh, that's fun. This one is called Jazz Solo. I can't read the whole title. What is it called, Kelly? Jazz Solo number three. Ah. Apparently there's a number one and number two. So we're going to hear number three. This is saxophone jazz solo number three played by our very own Kelly. What did you think of it, Sarah? It was okay. It was okay. <laughs> yeah, it was okay. Did ah! you find that the? <laughs> you're so complimentary. Did what you did find? You well, it was Kelly playing it. Yeah. Did you find <laughs> this? this no. Like six out of ten. Okay. No, not six out of ten. Higher. Maybe eight. Would <laughs> stop. You're killing me. I'm not killing you. You're still alive. I'm very much alive. Did you find that the sound of the saxophone was very different from the sound of the clarinet? Yeah, kind of. Can you explain and elaborate? I think the clarinet was a bit lower. Maybe like the tiniest bit lower. I feel like the clarinet is more like of a round sound. It's more mellow. Mm -hmm. And I think 
maybe did you mention this as well, Kelly, that the, the saxophone is a little bit brighter? Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it it does like low clarinet also. So yeah, yeah, they do, the clarinet does go lower. Absolutely. Mm. They're both like that. Interesting. I feel like the 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 jazz part makes me feel like Christmas. Why? I don't know. Jazz oh. always just sounds like Christmas. Like doom. It's like you're at a I don't know. There are Christmas lights and trees and oh, yeah. it just we feels like our tree. we do need to decorate our tree but yeah. that's neither here nor there anything else that we should know about that particular piece of music jazz solo number three it's also from an rcm book it's probably the best thing it's it's like an etude that students get to play i don't remember how great it is off the top of my head but i think it, it's the best thing that you ever have in every, every one of their books i feel it's so it's, fun it's so fun yeah it's a great yeah. piece this is great. Mm. We only have one thing left to do. Mm. Would you like to play a round of pastor or composer? Yes. Have you ever heard of this game? No. Tell me about it. I'm, I'm so it is a it. game where, in this case, it will be me saying, yeah. well, we have a list of words that are either a pasta, compasta, or the name of a composer. So I will pick a word and I will say the word and you two have to try to guess whether it is a kind of pastor or whether it is a composer. Great. So is this like I have to yell it out right away? No, no. You can take your time. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, you can think about it. Usually we 10 minutes, but like. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not a competition though. Like I don't, I'm not trying to win. You don't have to do it like first. Okay. Yeah. And sometimes I ask Sarah to spell them because they're all like, often in Italian or French or something, and they're hard to pronounce. Cool. Okay. I'm excited. It's going to be fun. So pick from both lists. At least one of them has to be a composer. Well, yeah. I have a question. If I I do do a composer, can I only do the last name? Sure. Okay. Yeah, just do the last. that's, that's That's a very good question. It's very wise. Okay. Only do the last name. Bucci. Spelling. B-U-C-C-H-I. Oh, H-I. I was expecting H-I. just B-U-C-C-I. That changes everything, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm saying composer. I think composer as well. Mm, I did get it right, so. Oh, fantastic. Can you tell us a little bit about the composer, like um, the years they were alive and their first name? Valentino is a period of his first name. He lived from 1916 to 19... 19- 76, so more okay. than 60 years. Wait. Okay. That's he not that long ago. For, he only lived for 60. He only is, lived for 60 years. He was very young when he died. Okay, next one. Ziddy. Oh, I know this one. Do you know this one? Pasta. Mm-hmm. Pasta for sure. Okay. Okay, last one. Try to trick us. Bassani. Bassani? Mm-hmm. Can you spell it? B U S O N. I. Busani. Basani. B U S O N I. I think it's a pasta. I'm going to say composer. Ooh. Well, you're wrong. She's right. Who's right? She is. What's her name? Kelly. Can you say, <laughs> Kelly? Can you say Kelly's right? Kelly's right? 
on your run. <laughs> you win, Kelly. So Busani is a composer? Yeah, 19-something, probably to 19-something. Where'd it go? 1866 to 1924. Burakio Busani. Busani. Never heard of him. He probably was amazing. Yeah, they don't get highlighted enough. They really don't. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today, Kelly. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. It was. Thank you. See all you guys next time in the next episode on Kid 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 the Music. So, yeah, I'm going to click that little button here. Okay. Bye. We're not actually. Bye. Thanks for listening to Kids Cue the Music. If you've enjoyed this episode, leave us a review. Your reviews help more people like you find our podcast. Don't forget to follow us on iTunes and follow us on social media at Lane School of Music. I'm Zara Lane. And I'm Rebecca Lane. See you next time on Kids Cue the Music. music.